Hey everyone, it's Satya, and you're listening to Love, Love Sex, Sex and, and the Hidden, Hidden Agenda. agenda. Hello, welcome back. This is Amalia speaking, and I'm here with Satya, Rob Priest, for another episode of love sex and the hidden agenda hey satya hey how are you (laughs) i'm feeling fabulous and um i'm excited what's going on right now energetically and especially since that episode that we last recorded around um my date rape diaries (laughs) Mm -hmm. for those of you who haven't heard it you can go back and listen to it but um, something really beautiful is happening. Like, um, I'm just feeling this shedding of old wounds within myself, but I'm also feeling it in the collective. And I'm very aware of the, the Shakti rising within me and also within um, our collective consciousness and Shakti being that that divine feminine pure raw energy that lives in all of us male and female and um, i wanted to talk more about that tonight because i know you my dear are also feeling (laughs) the shakti rise and um i thought we could talk about that are are you game for that (laughs) yes okay i'm game (laughs) sweet well, you know, let's, uh, I don't know where we should start about it, but, you know, Shakti itself, the way I'm feeling it and the way I'm seeing it being reflected around me is like, um, it's a boldness of feminine power, like a, a freedom to be vulnerable and to feel deeply and um, to express beauty and to adorn the body or to um, like allow the dance and the rhythm and the energy to, to, to be flowing and moving through me. And I'm seeing like women around the world really um, embodying this where in the past it just seemed so oppressed and I'm curious if it's just like my own experience of my healing path and of clearing the toxic shame from my life and finding my own liberation or if are you also like noticing this and how how is it showing up for you yeah um you know I noticed that I I had a friend once that she said that when she 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 never wears makeup she never um dresses up and looks really nice and she told me that um that she didn't when she did she felt that the reactions from other women were um were unpleasant 
or something. She didn't, she didn't like the interaction she had with other women when she, I guess, felt that she looked really good or, or, or that she looked good or something or better than how she normally looks. And, uh, I'll never forget that. And, um, and that was, I was living on the East coast at the time. And so I have a ton of different thoughts about, about this. Cause I've gone through phases in my life where, um, I've dressed up a lot, uh, depending on what kind of job I was doing or, and then I've gone through phases where, you know, I've just, I'm never wearing makeup. I look back at pictures of myself, uh, when I was younger and it wasn't a thing like right now, makeup is a thing like putting on makeup. It's more of a thing now, I think than it ever was. And it's such a, it's almost an art form and you can almost actually make yourself look like just a completely different person. <laughs> Some people can do that. Like I'm not for that. Like I'm not, uh, but I'm, I've been noticing things like that. And, um, and I, mm -hmm. I was looking back at some pictures where I, I feel that I'm maybe, I don't feel as beautiful in those photos as I feel now. And I think it is because I'm just doing things differently now or taking care of myself in a different way. And it doesn't matter which phase I'm in or, or that doesn't matter, but it, it just, it is really nice to, I, I've been like in this new phase over the last year and a half, just kind of doing things differently that way. Mm -hmm. Is that making any sense at all? It, well, it makes perfect sense for me because I've been noticing it myself. I've always been like a really natural person. I don't like, um, I never really wore makeup until recently. And I was like, is this because I'm getting older and I'm like trying to cover up the wrinkles or whatever? Um, Wait, I thought you said I inspired you. You Well, you did. Um, <laughs> You definitely did. You were like my makeup <laughs> tutorial queen. But it's um, like I learned to put makeup on that still looks natural, but still helps me. I don't know. It's fun. It's just like an, an adorning of, of the body of the female beauty. Whereas before, I think I looked at it. Um, and this was heavily influenced by my mother who never wore makeup and made me believe that makeup was for prostitutes, especially lipstick. Mm -hmm. And I remember my sister in like eighth grade, um, junior high and high school, she started wearing a lot of makeup. And my mom would literally say, you look like a prostitute. Oh and goodness. she would tell her daughter this. Yeah. And mm. I grew up thinking that my sister was a prostitute because she would run away all the time. She, she, she was like abused in the family with my mom and her had a horrible relationship. And you know what? This is a total tangent, but mm -hmm. feel important to say here. But um, when my sister got married at like the age of 23, um, so she was kind of removed from the house as a troubled teen and put in this like, um, a, like a, a, a teen recovery program or something mm -hmm. for because she just wasn't able to finish high school or stay in school. And mm -hmm. anyway, um, because she was running away all the time and she would drink or whatnot. But I was totally convinced that she was somehow doing this horrible prostitution thing or something. And then it, she tells me in her 20s, when I was in my early 20s, that um, she was a virgin. 
And I mm. got so angry with my mother for like planting those horrible thoughts about my sister in my mm. head. And she was a complete virgin when she got married. She knew nothing about sex. And, and like, I knew it was true. Like she told me that she, she told me she was a virgin with a lot of shame. Mm. And I just think it's really fascinating how religious indoctrination and um, because I was also ashamed for being a virgin for some reason when I was in high school, because I remember all my other friends were having sex and I wasn't. And I was like, uh, maybe I'll just pretend like I have but makeup and somehow was connected to being um, sexually promiscuous. Mm -hmm. And I even had a woman um, who's like in her fifties recently tell me that she, she can't wear lipstick because she feels like it pulls too much attention. And, and I thought that was really fascinating. Mm. Like, like everyone stares at her when she wears it, like she's too beautiful and it's too much for everyone else. So she just humbles herself. Like she just won't wear it. Wow. I, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of that kind of energy going on. I think that unconsciously, I think it's there for a lot of us, for everyone, it, whether we realize it or not. I really do. Which is why, you know, if, if you are in a phase where, you know, where you're exploring with these kinds of things, it, it does kind of feel like, oh, am I, um, yeah, like, am I doing too? I have thought that and about different people that I've seen or different cultures or, you know, and then it depends, I guess, maybe it could be age too. I mean, I, I don't know, but yeah. Yeah. I think like in Iran, it's illegal to wear lipstick. Oh, for like, goodness go to jail. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's a, it's a huge thing. And then I remember um, a friend of mine used to always talk about how lipstick was designed by the kind of same dark um, forces that created the sex industry and the way lipstick is in the canister is all phallic and how it was all about, um, you know, like prostatizing women. Oh, golly gee. And well, now I just want to go back to her not wearing any makeup. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I think is great when, you know, this whole Shakti unleashed feeling is that women are sort of reclaiming things like, okay, so maybe, maybe lipstick was designed, um, in, in this modern day capacity lipstick. Cause I know ancient women used to tint their lips and stuff with, with natural dyes and, and mm -hmm. beautify with plant-based coloring and, and that still happens in some tribal communities but I think you know regardless of how how it's been brought to us through the cosmetic industry which you know is part mm -hmm. of the whole corporate conglomeration of dark energy on the planet like we're right. we're sort of like okay well now let's how do we want to interact with it and I feel that yeah. there's like a new found freedom where I don't know I think as sisters we're banding together and and there's like a beauty and a sweetness and an, an, an allowance that I'm feeling that I've never felt before very recently and um yeah and that's 
that's the good stuff right there because in in us in the shakti rising and the feminine really claiming our own beauty or sensuality um allowing ourselves to be beautiful without feeling shamed or feeling like what will somebody think about this and in all of that i just i just feel like there there was a day you know thousands of years ago where there we could be fully beautiful we probably just walked around naked and mm-hmm. it was you know and we could be seen as beautiful but things just didn't have that little extra twist in them that little yeah, extra yeah and where women like supported each other's beauty yeah. instead of ripped it apart and compared and jealously um attacked one another and i feel there's there's a shift happening like it's really palpable for me and i i know it must be because i've been doing so much of my own work but i i think it's true for so many people like we're healing that that sisterhood like we're we're reminded of the essence of the feminine energy and how connected and loving and beautiful it is and um letting go of the in the nastiness that has plagued so many of our sisters and and men yeah it's uh it's it's really tricky and i i I'm sure that people experience these feelings all the time. Like yesterday, actually, I, um, (laughs) so the whole makeup thing I've been really getting into because my daughter is a teenager and she, she's a natural beauty, as you know, and she wears, she wears sensible, um, nice makeup and, um, and Mm -hmm. she kind of taught me, you know, how to, how to do it. And, um, and, but I asked her for Christmas to get me this uh, super dark purple. It's almost like a vampire looking <laughs> color. And I haven't worn that in a very, 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 very long time. And, uh, and so she got it for Christmas because we had an early Christmas this year. We just exchanged our presents yesterday. And so I wore it last night to out to dinner and to, um, to see uh, a very popular Broadway play now that's playing in San Francisco. And um, I noticed that I was kind of conscious, you know, like, I wonder what somebody thinks when they see this very dark, you know, vampire looking, you know, or how is it, is it making my lips look too big? Is it, you know, but it, so even that, and I would like to just be able to just wear it and not even have those thoughts, you know? I know, but it's been so programmed. Um, you know, different color, like red lipstick. And I, I see it's oh my goodness, yeah. like people are getting more bold wearing red lipstick. And I even saw a, a six-year-old little girl the other day wearing red, red lipstick. Oh my gosh. See, that even freaks me out. It kind of <laughs> freaked a lot of people out. I saw a bunch of people in the restaurant where she, she was walking around. She had her hair like braided back and she was wearing, um, you know, her like skinny jeans and her little t-shirt and she had her, her purse like over one shoulder and she had mm. a little bow in her hair and this bright red lipstick and she was like working the room. Oh goodness. Oh <laughs> and goodness. there was a lot of women like in horror at this <sighs> thing. And I, 
for the first time I saw it slightly differently. I mean, sure, I was concerned and I kind of had that initial reaction like, oh my God, what mother would let their six-year-old wear the red lipstick? Mm -hmm. But then at the same time I had that thought, I also felt like this little girl, of course she doesn't, like she's just wanting to adorn herself and be beautiful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, mind you, I'm in Mexico and this is a, a Hispanic uh, family. Like it's just different, you know, it, mm-hmm. it seemed innocent. Like I didn't immediately think, okay, she's being um, molested at home. And it could be that she is, I don't know. But um, I, it didn't seem like that. It just felt like she's a little girl who's playing with color and lipstick and mm-hmm. wants to grown up, you know, and she's, she's working it. She's, <laughs> and of course the color red is, energy. yeah. Oh, oh goodness. But she was holding the room. You know, it was, it was fascinating. I'm like, that's pure Shakti right there. And I remember when I was six years old, my mom cut, she made me and my sister have boy haircuts. Like we weren't allowed mm-hmm. to have long hair. And she mm-hmm. said it was because she didn't like to brush it or that we would complain. And it was Mm -hmm. the 80s, 70s and 80s, you know, when that kind of Dorothy Hamill cut was popular. Yeah. Yeah. Very, yeah, kind of neutral, whatever. It was a weird haircut. I hated it. And people would sometimes think that I was a little boy because I wasn't allowed to dress like a girl Um, because my mom had to keep us looking really plain. And I'm sure she Mm -hmm. was doing it because she was sexually abused as a kid. And I think she was trying to keep us, you know, um, safe and not Mm -hmm. sexualize us as young girls. But there was a part of me that was like, I want to play with makeup. You know, I want to get dressed up. I want long hair. I want braids and ponytails and and bows in my hair, but it wasn't allowed. Like we weren't allowed to dance. We weren't allowed to wear makeup. And I think that's why my sister rebelled so strongly um, in junior high. And she just started like coloring her hair by herself without permission and getting into crazy makeup. And of course, back then in the eighties, it was like caking it on. (laughs) Yeah, it was, yeah, it was caking it on or just not wearing any at all or something. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember when the like quote spiritual or yoga type community, like when it started, it would have been a very bad thing to wear makeup or a kind of like a, oh, why are you wearing makeup kind of thing? But now mm-hmm. it's, it's accepted completely to, to wear something like even just a little bit. Did you notice that? Have you noticed that? I did. Well, I noticed it with myself. Like all of a sudden I'm allowing myself to wear it and enjoying it. Thanks Mm -hmm. to you and Rowan. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But I, yeah, I feel like um, it's, it's not the dark, horrible, evil enemy anymore. It's sort of like, oh, I want, let's beautify. Why not? Like it's, I'm feeling safe, I guess is what I'm right. um, for the first time. And right. that makes me think that we've healed something collectively um, for me to feel safe right. wearing, wearing makeup and, and right. I'm, yeah, noticing it for a lot of people who were like me and, and you where we were more natural and mm-hmm. not really getting into the whole makeup thing. 
Right. I think it would just be nice to have some innocence around all of it and just be able to do that, wear it or not wear it and just feel, feel great about either thing. And I mean, even, you know, clothing and stuff. I mean, um, I, I think maybe, I don't know if it was because of the eighties or, or what, but all the big, big, huge clothes and and I was very um, voluptuous and I, I almost felt like I couldn't show certain things or, oh goodness, I can't. And I was raised in a little town. Meanwhile, there, were, there was another culture of people that could like wear really tight things. And I, you know, there was an idea that if you're wearing something really tight or, or body shaping, that it, it, you know, that you must be what must be, um, you know, what a slut basically or something like that. And I mean, that's, you know, and now, now that I'm, I'm more just, you know, mature and, and, um, now I'm kind of like, look, I've, I have some nice curves and I'm going to wear something that fits me nicely. Cause when I don't wear something that fits me nicely, I basically look horrible and I don't look good, you know? And then, I totally but, know what you're talking about. Yeah, and I've I've been hiding for so damn long, and I'm like, wait, hold up, you know, well, hold mm-hmm. up a second. Like all these other people, you know, or other cultures, I feel, or whatever, just are wearing anything and everything, and you know, and, and but I I can't, or I feel like I can't. I don't know where I got that message or whatever, and From and the um, church and this like white man's shaming. Yes. Yes. Yeah, actually. Yes. And I have been, that has happened for sure in, in my family and yeah. Or the thought that like a man can't, you know, can't control himself or will think that you, you know, want to give this to him. It's like, wait, what, 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 this is my, this is how God made me, you know, not that, I mean, I know that there's gotta be some kind of, I mean, line to that, or maybe there are people who, who abuse that or whatever. But I mean, I don't know how to put words to all of that, but I actually had a friend come and visit me uh, a few weeks ago and she even said something like she, we had been, we'd not been hanging out for a couple of years. And I noticed that she was wearing like huge boxy things and Mm -hmm. I was wearing something, you know, that just, (laughs) yeah. And she was like, um, are like, is everything okay? And I, (laughs) Oh, she did? Yes. I forgot to tell you that. Oh, my God. So what was she thinking that you were, like, too provocatively dressed? It was making her uncomfortable? Maybe. Well, she thought – she actually said something about, like, um, you know, I I, I thought maybe it was because of your, you know, semi-new relationship and and that you – like, maybe he wants you to be eye candy and he wants you to dress like this. And I was like, oh, my Lord – God, if you only knew, it could not be like more opposite of that. Like, I'm like, no, that's not it. It's not it. It's just that here I am. I think there is something about like being in your 40s and finally, I've seen this with women. When I was in my 30s and 20s and I knew 40 year olds, I always thought 40 year old women were so beautiful. And I remember, um, telling a 40 year old woman at a workshop once like, wow, you are so stunningly beautiful. I cannot stop staring at you. And she told me 
I never forgot this. She said, you know what? Thank you for saying that. And I can finally accept my beauty. And I never could before. Yes. And, and, and she was just like owning her beauty. And I remember it really, it, we were in the female bathroom and there was probably like 20 women in there. And all 20 of us women were complimenting this older woman, older, you know, she mm -hmm. was in her 40s, but to us. And um, she was like kind of giving words of wisdom to us 20 and 30 year olds. And she was like, no, I, it took me so long to accept my beauty. And I finally yeah. accept it. And I feel, finally feel like I landed in my body and I can actually receive your compliment and say, thank you. I feel beautiful. And I, I know from like knowing you and us being like pretty much the same age and being in our mid forties, it's like, oh my God, I finally can accept my body the way it is. <laughs> And mm -hmm. I'm finally like comfortable in it. I'm not holding all this shame and guilt about looking too good in some instances or not good enough or like hiding or there's just been so much um, social pressuring about how to dress and conditioning and what the dress means. And if you're going to get raped and I think it's finally like we don't give a shit. We're just dressing for our own, um, I don't know, style, beautification, feeling exactly. of the day. Exactly. I mean, I remember back in the day, I was a, um, I, I worked for this center. It was a sexual assault, domestic violence center. And I did a lot of work around all of those subjects. And I actually, at the time, I already, I think I was in my master's program for psychology and I was um, working there and I, I would go around and I would give like speeches to, um, you know, or, or educate or lecture um, at the university and also at, in emergency rooms with doctors and at the police department and in high schools. And oh, I'm sure you had to be really careful about what you were wearing. Well, yeah. Well, there was that. I was, yeah, well, there was that. Um, but what I was actually going to say is that there, at the time, there was this uh, um, court case that had just happened and a, a woman had, um, you know, had been raped and and, you know, they were, it was brought up then. And I don't know how it goes now. I think it's, I, I don't know if it's any better now. I don't think it is. But, you know, apparently what she was wearing, right, was, you know, or, or like mm -hmm. Jodie Foster in that movie, The Accused, you know, well, if she's wearing, you know, a certain thing, that must mean this or that. And I, I guess, you know, it's just, it's just, it's too bad when somebody is wearing something I mean I'm not saying like walk out naked or whatever but even if you did walk out naked you don't deserve to be raped and nobody um you know has the right to to make your walking out of the house naked about oh this person must want to have sex with me oh I am going to now like this person is obviously selling themselves to me like when when does that twist happen and that's where, to me, the disturbance is in, in our programming. It's, it's like how it's been twisted to that degree.
totally saying yeah i know exactly what you're saying and also like you know i think something that you and i both share is like whatever voluptuousness (laughs) we have Mm -hmm. um if you wear something form-fitting like for me um you were talking about like wearing baggy clothes or i look short and stocky and frumpy and dumpy. I feel horrible wearing baggy clothes. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I, I don't know. It's just not flattering Mm -hmm. at all for my, so I prefer to wear like more form fitting clothes. And somehow we're supposed to know that like wearing form fitting clothes is somehow too exciting for other people's behavioral uh conditioning or issues and that part has always boggled me like how come i can't be comfortable like my some my, somehow i have to change who i am instead of y- the other person changing and checking their own um behavioral response Right. Does that make, did I say, I don't even know if that yeah. means, but I think you know what I'm talking about. Like, like you're very well endowed. So like if you were wearing like a form fitting t-shirt or a tank top, like then the man's thinking like, oh, she's showing that to me. That's all for me. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And it's so like, if I wear yoga, messed up, they're like, oh, that her, she was, she's trying to show off her ass. I'm like, no, really. I just, <laughs> And more comfortable in yoga pants than big baggy. Right. Right. And you have a fantastic ass. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> <it's> just, <laughs> it is too bad. I mean, I literally, I cannot tell you how many times in my life, like I have seen just a person with like average size, you know, breasts, like walking down the street and, and wearing a certain kind of shirt and, and they, you know, look, you know, it looks great. Nobody would ever look at them and say like, oh man, well that person's a slut, you know, but if I wear that same shirt and because oh, it's no, in you fashion. Can't. Or, you can't, it's too mesmerizing. It's like, oh. Right. So I am yeah. automatically in slut category, just yeah. automatically, automatically here I am over for here. how you were born in your physical skin. Right. And I mean, yes, I'm very well endowed and believe it or not, I have the smallest boobs in my entire family. So to me, I'm like, hey, no, it's okay. Oh, my God. Like, can't the female form just be totally celebrated instead of objectified? Yeah, it's like, Like if a man takes his shirt off and he happens to be muscular and women were just like clawing on him. Um. I mean, I, I right. guess they must have that to some degree, but it's free just the so nipple, nuts. free the nipple. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> that whole. Movement. I want to talk about freeing the nipple. Like I used to never wear a bra. I I don't really, you know, I'm super flat chested or sm- you know, small breasted, and um, I I never wore a bra because I never needed to or even like thought about it. it just seemed stupid to wear a bra. Um. And I was in working in Japan with the Japanese businessmen, and I noticed that they always would just stare at my chest when they talked to me. Oh goodness! 
and get really excited. And one time a like 70 year old man just like grabbed my breast and started, um, started like, he just like grabbed my breast in a park. And I was like, what is going on? And then I realized I was reading a, a book about doing business with Japanese men. And it said like, um, Western women should wear bras. And I was like, if you're a size B, you need to wear a bra. Like, okay, I get if you're like C or D and you're kind of, you know, more well endowed that you, you need the support. I thought bras were mainly for the support of your back. (laughs) I didn't didn't know I needed to like cover my nipples. Right. And I noticed that I couldn't even buy, like in Japan, the only bras you can buy are padded. Well, and and that was, was that in a time when there, when pads weren't available here yet or because yeah like we didn't have padded bras in the u.s mm-hmm. at that time it was the 90s and um mm-hmm. and so then i started wearing padded bras like i had to cover the nipple i just like right. it, it was weird like i went the other way around where most people are like burning their bras now and like oh i'm free mm-hmm. i completely was like oh my god and i got mortified when i realized that that was somehow shameful. Cause I was like, how is mm-hmm. that shameful? Like, I don't even have breasts, you know, like, why are they looking at my breast? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just like, <sighs> yeah, it was really, really fascinating. So I guess it, you know, it depends on the culture. It does. But I know, I know we're at time and maybe we need to, to bring some of this into our next episode, but, um, Okay. Thank you guys for, for listening and stay tuned uh, for our next episode. Sachi, do you want to tell them where to find us? Uh, no, you tell them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you guys have questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Please reach out. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find us at lovesexagenda.com we're also on instagram and facebook love sex agenda please reach out let us know if you enjoy the show like us subscribe share it with your friends and we'll see you in the next episode take care bye Thanks for hanging out with us. If you'd like to contact us and stay in touch with us, you can find us at lovesexagenda.com. That's lovesexagenda.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram, Love Sex and the Hidden Agenda. Bargo de Vasya